and welcome to Vibe with Love, the podcast that has the intention of delivering pure love and understanding. All this for helping guide us in this lifetime in truth and in knowing. It really is about healing and about understanding the true purpose of this life for each of us individually and then wholeheartedly together. We are here to raise the vibrations within ourselves and within this world for the future for what's to come, to bring those energies of love. My name is Sharon and I am your host with Vibe with Love. I'm a Reiki master. I practice Kundalini Reiki, Golden Light Reiki, Crystal Reiki. I am an intuitive. I am an empath. I am a mother. I am a daughter. I am a lover. I am a friend. I am all of that good stuff. And I'm coming to you with so much love. I thank you so much for tuning in into this next episode of Vibe with Love. It's been a little bit uh, since my last podcast. And I have to tell you, this, uh, this podcast, as I said, the intention is to bring healing and to bring light and to bring goodness. And um, it's also to tell life stories and to tell truth and to be in that truth. And what happens in that truth and knowing that we're all in this together and what we can gain from the knowledge and the understanding that we all go through things and we're all in this together. Although our, our again, our, our lives are individually separate. We need each other as a community and we need to understand that we're not alone. In this uncertain time that we're having in this year of 2020, this crazy year of lots of lessons <laughs> that are coming at us in every direction, it's imperative that we hone in on that. And it's imperative that we get together as a community and know that we are one no matter what. So I share my story, my crazy life story with you guys as a connection. And again, this is just the first season and the goal is to have many of us share our life stories and our life adventures and our connection to spirituality and growth and the understanding that at the end of the day, our goal is that light, that beautiful light at the end of the tunnel can you visualize that beautiful light and what that light feels like? And what that light means to you? That light, that light at the end of the tunnel is purity, is love, is peace, is calm. It is the ultimate gift that we will have, all of us will get to. It's the path to get there that we have to hone in on right now. So I want to go back to my last podcast and recap a bit. I have to tell you that that was a really difficult one for me. That part of my life, that segmented part of my life, I have tried to hide or tried to bury or tried to put away. And I have to tell you that because of that, because of the, the pain that that caused, um, it caused a lot of physical injury in my body. And I, I've talked about that before and how our energetic bodies affect our physical self and the illnesses that we have. And the other thing that I want to really go back and backtrack on is manifestations and how we do create certain things in our life because of our belief systems. Um, also the things that are attracted into our life and the reasons why. See, that dark, dark, dark man, that dark energy, that dark soul was attracted to my bright light. I didn't know. I didn't know. He, he needed healing. 
He did. And I'm a healer and I'm innately a healer. I've always been a healer in every lifetime that I've been in. But because I wasn't focused on that and I didn't understand that, I got into this situation of trying to help him in a different way than I, than I should have, right? I just gave love blindly. And I didn't listen to the instincts and I didn't listen to the intuitions. There were so many times during that lifetime, that part of my life, I should say, in this lifetime that I was drawn. I was stopped. I was stopped. I can, I can remember the intuition, that feeling of like, oh my gosh, something is happening and, and I don't know how to handle it. And what do I do with it? I, I There was one friend in particular that I have. Her name is Courtney. And I can tell you, I remember, and I'm sure she can validate that. I know she can, <laughs> that I would pick the phone up and I would call her and I would say, Court, like something's not right. There was one moment in particular that I was that I was getting ready to fly off to work to, I don't even know what city I was going to, but I was going somewhere and I called her just in tears. Like, and I just said, I just, I'm not supposed to go. I don't know what's happening. And so the lessons that come in these dark times are what we need to make sure that we understand, because when we don't get those lessons, we're going to get them again in a different way until we get it. And unfortunately, some of those things have happened in my life, even past that, that horrible time in my life, but it's okay. I understand that now and that grounding. So as you hear this story in my life story and things that were extremely difficult, I would love for you to please hone in on your own life and those moments of your life that created that awful sorrow or that pain or that those illnesses and, and ask yourself, what lessons was I supposed to learn? And did I learn them? Because if you didn't, or if we don't focus on the good that can come out of those things, you're going to continue to get that lesson. Because at the end of the day, this lifetime is about finding that light at the end of the tunnel. So I am, again, so grateful for everything that's happened in my life. Do Am I grateful that something negative happened to other people or those younger? Of course not. And, and I will ever forever have sorrow for that and always send love and light and healing to those individuals that were affected by that time in my life. And even for myself, I owe myself that healing. I have to tell you, it's, it's been pretty interesting since the last podcast. You know, I sat in that emotion because I obviously had to go back there and sort of relive what happened. <laughs> and vibrationally, it definitely affected me. And what's occurred since my last podcast, there's been so many vortex of negative things that have come to pass. And as these couple of weeks have passed since my last podcast and all of these things that other challenges that are coming in, or you want to call them negativities. For me, I understand that they are lessons and they're hard lessons that are, that are coming right now. It's, but I also know it's because I'm in an energetic, I was <laughs> until today in this energetic space of trying to deal with those emotions from that time in my life. Because to be frank, I buried some of that. And knowing that I was going to be doing this podcast and connecting into my lifetime, I knew I was going to have to go back there to this, this moment. And what a beautiful, amazing thing that today, on this beautiful day of June 19, 2020, I have to tell you that I'm, I've honestly been able to release. And, and now I understand the lessons and the guidance that that part of my life was delivering to me for right now in this part of my life. See, everything happens as it should. 
And timing is beautiful if we can hone in on that timing and understand the reasons why. So I talk about manifestation and creating our life based on the things that our belief system has uh, driven us to believe and things that, that, that come to fruition in our life. So in that lifetime, in that part of my life, I, I don't want to say that I manifested this evil to this that happened to these, these, these young girls, of course not, but I, I did because of my belief system manifest somebody in my life that was going to validate those emotions that I was feeling. And that's what happened. And he needed a light of a healer. And so he manifested me in his life. And to be frank, because of the strength that I have and the fortitude and the passion that I have for protection of all children, of my daughter, of, of all, of everybody, really, truly, I, I sent that man to jail. And that's what he needed because he needed that lesson too. And maybe had I not been the person that was brought into his life and during that time, who knows, who knows what accountability or the lessons that he needed to learn, he would have gained. And for myself, I, as you know, based on my other podcasts, if you've, if, if you've heard them, you know, I've, I've been buried in this emotion of not understanding true love or not feeling good enough, or, you know, just thinking that, somebody was going to cheat. So guess what? I manifested somebody that was a big time cheater and I brought that into my life. So because of my unworthiness or because of the true system that I had, the belief system that I had buried deep down. So being able to release that to say, no, I am good enough and I am worthy. And when people are brought into my life, now I need to know the why. And I need to figure that out. Is it those that need healing? And as I move on to the next part of my life, you'll see that there was lessons that I didn't learn and now I have to continue to learn them or get the lessons until I get it. And again, thank goodness that I have now, which is a a beautiful thing. And I can share that with you and I can share this with you with love. So that man, as I said, um, yeah, he went to jail. And during that period, again, during that, uh, that marriage and, and during that part of my life, I was still developing my intuitive abilities or, or understanding them or feeling them a little bit more, but again, not honing in a hundred percent or understanding what was happening and truly, honestly, not listening to some of the instincts that were coming forward because I didn't trust myself enough. I didn't quiet myself enough to listen. I was just going so fast and I just wanted this life and I was trying to create this life on one hand and not trusting my guidance to tell me the truth of that thing that I was trying to manifest as far as what the 3D life said that life was supposed to be wasn't real because I wasn't listening to the actual person that was in front of me or the lessons that were given to me about that person that was there. During that during that time also when it came to my career um I had been recruited by another company and it was literally a four-year dance of being trying to recruit it into this other company. So during that time, I did make a transition because I did want to slow down and I knew that I needed to be home. (laughs) I knew that the travel needed to dissipate because I was being called home and this job kept being presented to me and kept being presented to me. And it it would allow me to be home more, which is what I knew that I needed to do instinctually. So 
I did take that job about six months before all of this came to light. So I was able to be home more and how amazing because I was able to leave that situation and still be able to be home more with my daughter while still building my career. And as I said in my last podcast, I discovered this beautiful shop called The Turning Wheel. I just happened to go in one day. I was called there. I was in a shopping center, grocery shopping actually with my daughter. And this little shop, it was a, it said New Age Gifts was on the outside of the, of the door and books that I love to read. So I went in. And this store had a lot of metaphysical things, a lot of crystals, which I absolutely have always been drawn to books on metaphysical and training. There were tarot cards, sage and herbs, and all of this beautiful stuff that is used in healing and in in the metaphysical world and in the spiritual world. And I have to tell you that Izzy and I spent probably about an hour and a half, and she was little then, the first time we went in there. And just, I don't know, it was just an overwhelming feeling. And I was drawn back to the tarot cards that I had had when I was a child. And I bought a, a, a deck of angel cards there, not knowing what I was going to do with them or, or why I was buying them, but I knew that I was called to. And the crystals that I picked up, I just could feel like I, they were beautiful, obviously, and the colors were gorgeous. And then I started to understand that they had properties because the store actually had cards that explained each crystal, what they meant and what metaphysical properties were attached to them. And I have to tell you that there was no doubt in my mind. There was no walking in thinking, oh, this is hocus pocus. It's not real. I knew, I knew that that emotion that I felt in that store and when I held specific crystals and the energy that I felt, I knew was real and was palpable. And I understood it more. Before this journey, as my life was going from the time I was a child until now, I was always attracted to crystals and rocks and I would buy them and I would bring them to my home. I just didn't know why. So because uh, of what had happened, obviously, um, I went into a very, very dark space and all those emotions of not being good enough and not being beautiful and my physical self, what's wrong with me, it came back flooding like you would not believe. It was bad. Um, The bulimia took off like nobody's business. I couldn't even eat, really. I I just would run as often as I could. I would just get my sneakers on, and when I had a moment, I would go and do 10 miles. I mean, whenever I could, I just was trying to run it off, this emotion. And I was wanted to feel beautiful, so I felt like if I ate, that I would be get heavy and I would not be beautiful based on what the world says beauty is right in, in, in my mind. It was, it was pretty crazy. And I have to tell you that, um, my daughter was the beacon of light in that time. I mean, she always has been, but man, having her and knowing that I needed to protect her and, and frankly, her strength and energy through it really saw both of us through through this that dark 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 period and um, and then, then I buried my head in work and I, and work just took off and instinctually I was able to intuitively build that business so rapidly that that company actually promoted me within nine months 
of being with them to the next level of position. Nine months after that horrible incident occurred. Um, so I was going through all of this personal stuff, but I was able to focus my energies in something that I felt like I could control. Does that sound familiar to you guys? Because that other stuff, this other craziness that was happening, I couldn't. So my energy went into being a mom and being the best mom that I could and driving my business and helping those individuals grow within that setting. It was incredible. It's, it's amazing how life can give you those yin and yangs at the same time. I'm sure you guys have all have, a, have had those moments as well in your lifetime, which is, which is great that we're able to anchor into specific things during certain negativity or negative times in our life. We need to make sure that we, we hone in on that and we remember that and we remember those lessons and, and, and know that we have that strength. Because there are times for many of us, I'm not going to say all of us, but many of us that things get so tough that that question becomes, I don't, how can I make it through? And I don't think I can. And just take me out of this and I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Have you ever felt like that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden something triggers and you have this one thing to hook onto and that strength that is, is brought to you, that universe, God, source, life, shows you, you know what? Yes, you can, because you're handling this. And you got up today, didn't you? And you're taking care of that person, or you have the love to give to that person, or you have that person to communicate with. So if you happen to be in a dark space right now, or you happen to be in an emotion of, I don't know what's going to happen next, or I don't know if I can take it anymore, or any negative emotion that is that deep down dark, just please know that you are strong, you are beautiful, you are of light and of love and of God and of source, and you can make it through anything because you are of that, and it is a choice. Even if you find that one thing that keeps you going. For me at that time, it was my work and it was my daughter. And then I found the metaphysical again, and it came flooding back during that time. So as I was healing and I needed to heal, I, I was called to that bookstore. I was called to that place in that time also to help ground. And it's, that's just how it is. There's no such thing as coincidences in my, in my belief system. There's no such thing as coincidence that I found that store at that time during that period, right before the world exploded. My world at that time exploded, imploded on me. Honor those moments. Know that they're not coincidences. And use that for your strength. So, as I said, I buried myself into my work, and, and that's what I did. I, I worked, and I, and I had my Izzy, and I did everything I could to just keep us in this bubble and keep her protected and keep myself going. Um, and there was one day that I was working late. It was a Friday. I was in um, an, a mall called Annapolis Mall in Maryland, and I was in my store. And that night, Isabel was with her dad. She uh, stayed the night with him on Friday night. So I was working late and I look up and I hear my name being called in, in, in a, this excited voice. And I look up and I couldn't believe it. 
I couldn't believe it. It was my best friend from high school, Erica. I hadn't seen her in so long. And we talked randomly every once in a while. We've always had that that type of friendship where we don't need to see each other for years and years and years or even talk to each other. But when, we, when we're together, or even if it's just a message, even today, we're just right back to where we've always been. Like sisters, our, our connection is just that strong, our soul connection. And she just found me at that time. She had no idea what was going in my life at that time. None at all. Um, and I saw her and the joy that it brought to me. I was so, so excited. Uh, and she asked me that night to go to dinner. Uh, and again, because I didn't have Isabel, I said, of course, I would love to go to dinner. So her and I, we went to dinner in downtown Baltimore. We had we'd driven separately and we just had an amazing time. And one of her friends called her while we were at dinner and asked her to go out that evening and have a, a cocktail and a drink at this little local um, lounge, if you will. It was a, a house music lounge. It was called, ready for this? Good Love. <laughs> that was the name of the place that they, uh, she wanted us to go to. So Erica had asked me to join and I said I would. So I went with her and I met her, her friend there. And it was, it was early in the evening. It was a Friday, it was probably maybe at that point 8 30 9 o'clock at night it wasn't too too late where normally when people go out at night you guys know it gets crazy in later part of the evening so i was there with her and we were upstairs there was really hardly anybody there but the dj started to play house music and as i said to you guys before my connection with music is incredible and i'm sure hopefully for you guys as well the vibrations that it brings and the release again that it that it allows so I literally went up there, Eric and I, she was talking with her friend and I just started to dance right there, right by myself. I didn't care. This, this little lounge, good love. And I just danced and danced. And, and as the evening unfolded, there was more and more people that were, that were coming to the, to the lounge and started to dance. So I was talking to Erica. I was dancing, but kind of facing her. And she said, there's, there's this cute guy behind you. He's trying to dance with you. Um, you don't realize it. I said, no, I'm just dancing on my own. So I turned around and this gorgeous man with these beautiful glowing blue eyes was just dancing. And let me tell you, he could dance like you would not believe. I mean, his rhythm was just beautiful. And we just started to dance together. We didn't say two words to each other. At that time, we didn't introduce each other, ourselves to each other. We didn't, we just danced. And as I told you with my friend Chico in, in a few podcasts past, that connection, that, that beautiful connection was just magical. And that was the same connection in, in dance energetically that I felt um, with this beautiful blue eyed man. And we danced easily for an hour without talking to each other, just smiling and dancing uh, from the next song to the next song to the next song. Well, for me, it was about 1030 at night, maybe 11. And it was, it was late for me. <laughs> I'm an early bird for those of you that know me. So I was, I said to Erica that, you know, I was going to take a taxi back to my car and, and get home because I was just getting tired. So as I was getting ready to leave at that point, this gentleman and I, we spoke and we shared each other's names and I thanked him for the dance and I gave him a hug and I went down the stiff flight of stairs to pay my tab and to, to leave. And as I was walking out the door, I don't even know where he came from, but it was like, 
instantaneous. He's like standing in front of my, in front of me. And he says, um, can I have your number? And I really, I hesitated. I was like, um, I wasn't, I, I didn't think that I was ready because of all the things that I had just been dealing with in, in, in my past relationship and the sorrow and the pain and, and the fear. And I, I didn't want anybody else in my life in that way at that time. And certainly didn't want anybody else in my daughter's life at that time. Um, so I paused and I, I, I didn't instantly say yes. I just, I just kind of quieted myself and and then all of a sudden, I was just like, okay. And I still don't know why I said, okay. I mean, I do know why. It was There was obviously this attraction and this energy between us. And it was beautiful dancing. And I felt at peace. And I felt release. And I felt happy. So I said, okay. And I gave him my number. And he said, I'm going to call you tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Here's this gorgeous, amazing dancer. He's going to stay here at this club. He's probably going to get 10 numbers tonight. I'm just going to go home. I'm good. Well, I tell you, literally the next day, he called. <laughs> he did. He definitely called. And we talked, and it was just, it was, it was great. And we would talk for hours and hours and hours, and it was just, it just felt safe, and it felt good. And he asked me out on a date. So uh, I went out with him the night, the night, that following Friday. Uh, we went back actually to the to the Good Love to just dance and just to to hang out for a little while. And while we were there, I was obviously very protected and of myself and pretty gun shy. And so we were sitting and we were just talking for a while. And some other man who was clearly either on drugs or very drunk, one of the two was acting very strange near us. And I had a, a jacket that was sitting next to me and he took my jacket and he threw it on the floor. And I instinctually jumped up and said, Hey, what are you doing? And I, cause I didn't understand. So Corey, I'll tell you his name, my blue eyed man, Corey stood up. And for the first time in my life, somebody actually protected me. And I know that sounds silly, but I've always been a very strong individual and I've always stood up for myself and I've always never backed down when it came to things that needed to be controlled. And, and my father was my protector always. Yeah, absolutely. He was one that I knew that I could lean on for protection, but never the men in my life. And he did. And it's, it's amazing because if you think on what I had just gone through, that's exactly what I needed in my life at that time. I needed to feel safe and I needed to feel protected and I needed to feel okay. And that's exactly what he did. And I am so grateful that God, source, life force, energy, universe, whatever you want to call it, brought that soul into my life. And I firmly believe that that soul, we have been energetically connected for many, many lifetimes. It's, it's definitely true. I know that the connection is just too, too strong. So after that, our life just unfolded together. Um, one thing that I had always wanted in my life was more children. And 
after having that difficult pregnancy with Isabel and losing, having lost an ovary and a fallopian tube during that time and that uh, it was difficult for me to get pregnant. I never got pregnant again and I always wanted more children. So as Corey and I's relationship unfolded and we obviously communicated, I knew that he had a son. He had a beautiful little boy. He was two at the time. And the first time that I was introduced to that young boy, it's funny. And it's again, funny how universe works. We were, we were wearing matching outfits <laughs> and they had, I mean, he was wearing camouflage pants and a, a light colored shirt. And I was wearing camouflage, camouflage pants and a, and a cream sweater. And he was very shy, that little blonde hair, blue eyed boy. He was very shy, but he very, he warmed up to me very, very quickly. And I was able to hold him and it was just this instant connection and, and oh my goodness, that other child that I had always wanted in my life. Here he was. It was a struggle at first. He was confused little guy. His mom and dad had separated and obviously Corey was divorced and um, Nico was very, my stepson was very confused at that time. And, but our relationship evolved. And I was at that time, energetically and spiritually really trying to hone in on that for myself as well. And I was bringing that into their life. And, uh, Corey wasn't big on church. He never was. And I was at that time, Izzy and I had definitely gone back to church and I was, it was very consistent. We tithed every Sunday. It was a very big deal for me, for me to, to do that and to be there because of that connection that I felt and that need for spirituality and for calming and for peace and solidarity. So it was difficult because Corey didn't believe in that. He hated that I tithed. He really believed that you know, the church was just looking for money at that time. And I un I understood where he was coming from. I, I truly did. I, I got it. Um, so I pulled back and uh, we stopped going to church, but I continued to visit my little bookstore every once in a while and get the crystals. And I was would play with my angel cards all the time. And, and I was able to hone in on different in, intuitive things that kept coming. And it really exploded it in, in my career and in my work. Um, and I was able to really develop a lot of individuals in that way, not even knowing that I was teaching them spiritual things or using their intuition or using their, their gut instincts. Intuitively, I knew, and I started to teach people, even in business, even in just in sales, not even negativity in, in the workplace, but in, in, the, in the positive side, in a retail environment, you know, you're dealing with individuals, you're dealing with people. And all of a sudden these lessons just kept coming to me to give to people. And I started to talk about energy. I started to talk about how our bodies are like magnets and you could either pull people towards you or push people away. And I, I had no training. I had at this point had no idea about your energy centers, really about the electromagnetic field in the body. I, I started to really study all of these things at that time, but I, I didn't understand them. Instinctually, intuitively, I just knew them. I needed to, I felt, read things to validate what I was saying because they were just coming out of me. But I also knew that I was right. So I was able to help develop and, and really explode the business. I mean, things were just incredible. Every year while I was with that company, 
my, my main region was always the same, but every single year they would remove a market that I would fix and they would give me another market that was not doing well so that I could go in and fix it. I was the fixer. And, and it literally was happening every year, every year as I was growing with these guys, I kept just fixing different markets and I was able to do it because I was honing in on people. And I was just able to walk into situations and feel them and teach others how to feel them, how to work with guests in an appropriate way, or how to handle employee situations in a different way through motion and through energy and through feeling. And then obviously logic as well. So it's just incredible. And I ask you guys to slow down and think about that in your lifetime as well. When those moments of like, I didn't, I don't even know how I know how to do that, but I do. Or uh, knowing that something's going to happen in the future where you guys can, where you've predicted those things that are going to happen. Cause I, I know that we all have those abilities. And if we slow down and we just remember certain parts in our, in our life or moments in our life, you can hone in on that. And the more you recognize those times, the more that those abilities develop in you. And it teaches you how to quiet yourself and listen to yourself more and listen to your intuitions more. Listen to yourself knowing more. So that's what was happening at that time. And I had this great relationship and it evolved and we moved in together. Him and Nico moved in with Izzy and I and life started to feel really good. And it was like, oh my goodness, is that fairy tale actually going to happen? That thing that they say life is supposed to be, it was great. I was married, had a great career. We got, we ended up getting married about five years into the relationship. I had a beautiful daughter and I had a beautiful son, although we definitely wanted more children. Um, it just, it didn't come to pass. It, it just wasn't meant to be. And as good as things were, things started to get a little dark as well. And into, it was just this battle of, I was working like crazy and I was able to really flourish my career and things were incredible. Still being a mom was so important to me and, and helping raise our children with all of my might and all of my heart. But the, my relationship, my relationship was, was not great. And again, here come those lessons again, those lessons in life that we need to listen to. I was a healer. I've always been a healer. My light has always been bright. And so what happens in that sense is that people that need healing are attracted to my light. We don't even know it. I didn't know it. People that are attracted to it don't know it. And just like for me, I'm attracted to others' lights when I need healing or I'm in need of that 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 raise of vibration and, and those feelings. So we we kind of we find our tribe. We find what we need in our lifetime. People come in all the times. Again, there's no such thing as coincidences. So my amazing blue-eyed man, my dancer, my my connector was dealing with a lot of things. In his, from his life, his young life, the stories that he had told himself or the truths and the beliefs that he was stuck in, he was dealing with those things. 
I was dealing with my insecurities, that fear of being cheated on, not being good enough, working so hard and trying to do and do and do and do and do and to make this perfect life to the point of resentment and frustration because the communication wasn't great. And although we could empathize with other people and those emotions that we could feel outside of ourselves with other people, we could do, but within our, within our relationship, we just didn't communicate in the way that we needed to. So this, this block started to get built. It was almost like a brick wall in between us. We were going through the motions of our life, but the joy was slowly getting darker and darker and darker. And we were reaching for it and fighting for it throughout this relationship. And intuitively, I kept feeling things and knowing things. He's actually very intuitive himself, extremely, one of the most intelligent people you will ever meet in your life. This man is incredibly smart. Um, but emotionally and energetically, because we weren't tapped into that and being able to understand where some of those emotions and darkness was coming from, it was surfacing in a very negative way. And as we know, when you get into those spaces, you go to one or one or two things, fight or flight. That's it. Those are the two. When, when we get into that animal instinct of survival for ourselves, those are the two instincts you have, fight or flight. So the fight began and it was just this dance of we felt good in this positive emotion and intuitively things felt like we can make this work. We're supposed to be together. Our souls energetically are connected. But what is this barrier? What is this block? We just couldn't get to that. We just couldn't figure that out. And as the life kept evolving, I spiritually was growing and I was trying to tap into my spiritual gifts. I knew what was surfacing, but I was blocked because he didn't necessarily believe in those things. And so that became this battle in our, in our relationship, my connection to spirituality and even religion was blocked. And I didn't know how to communicate my need, my desire, or my connection to that in a way that he could understand it. And he couldn't explain to me why he blocked that so much in a way that I could understand it. So as life evolved, we just started going through these motions of the day and this vortex of negative emotions kept building and building and building between us. Well, Izzy went off to college and as I said to you in my job, every year they had given me different markets to fix. There was a big market and for four years, there's that number again, they kept asking me to take over the West Coast for the company. Now I live on the East Coast of the United States. So they wanted me to go to the West Coast. Well, I have a family. I had a daughter and a son and a husband and I, I couldn't, we wouldn't just pick up and move. We couldn't at that time. So Izzy went off to college and they came to me and they said, look, we're gonna ask you for a two year contract, just two years. We asked that you go to the West Coast and just help us fix the market. It was the worst market in the company and it needed serious attention. So because the relationship was so difficult, and as I said, as he was off to college, Nico, we had every other week as a custody because he would go with his mom. Corey and I had discussed it and, and we said, you know, maybe this is a good idea. Maybe you go there for two years. We had a two year plan in our relationship. It would allow him the ability to focus on him 
I was going to be able to go focus on my career, really, really get that fixed, come back full time after two years and things were just going to get better. And that was our, that's what we were trying to manifest. Um, I would travel home every other week. I lived in California. I moved to Hunt. I decided to take the position. I moved to Huntington Beach. My territory was all of the West Coast, Hawaii and Vegas. It was a lot, a lot of stores, a lot of work, a lot of travel. And I was flying home every other week. Thursday to Monday, I would be home and then fly back to the West Coast, work and then come back. So hoping that that was, was, was going to fix our relationship and, and get us on the right track and for us to individually find ourselves innately. In, in, that was the goal. That's what we wanted. So I'm very blessed and very lucky to have had that time. Before leaving and during that period, uh, I had found a Reiki master. I talked about me being a nanny and the woman that I was a nanny for being very spiritually connected and one of her sons being very, very spiritually connected, Ryan. He was actually becoming attuned to becoming a Reiki master. I had no idea what that was at that time. No clue. This is right before I left for California. No idea. So he asked me, they asked me to go with him while he was going to get his training and, and get his attunement and for me to read the, meet this Reiki master, Steffi. I said, okay. So I went with them. And that first Reiki experience was just incredible. Ryan was actually on the table. The Reiki master was above him channeling energy. I was holding a crystal to my chest and I started to vibrate. And I went into this deep meditation. And at that point, I didn't even know really how to meditate. I thought I did. But this was like, I, I really went into a deep meditation. It was really the first time. And my body started to shiver and to shake and to convulse. And it was like it was trying to release something. I can't explain it, but literally my body was shaking. My head was shaking. And Steffi immediately called me onto the table. They put, she put many crystals. She created a crystal grid, different directions of crystals underneath the table to help absorb the energy that comes from our physical body. That's what we do. Some of us in Reiki as Reiki masters or practitioners, we use crystals to help channel that energy. As I said, crystals have specific energy and properties that they work with within our energy field to help release and to relieve and to absorb and to help bring that light to us. So I got on the table and Dawn, my friend had a beautiful crystal that she had um, gotten from somewhere in South America. I believe it was Peru. So they created this crystal grid and I was on that table for probably two hours. And the energy was so intense that the crystal that was from Peru for my friend actually shattered. So I absolutely knew that there was something to that. And as I said to you, I was reading and I was studying about energies at that time. So man, was that release incredible. Holy moly. So I went back to see Steffi quite a few times before I left for California. I even took Isabel to see her as well for release and for calming. And I knew that some of that darkness that was inside of me was just buried from that part of my life that was so negative. And I, I would feel lighter every time I would leave that table. So when I went to California, that was really, I was there to work and I was there to fix that business and to get it going the way it needed to go on that West Coast for the, for the company. But I also knew that I needed to 
find myself. So I was introduced to this amazing Reiki master in California as well. And ironically, I was introduced to this person by somebody that worked for me. And he was a district manager. He worked directly for me. And he himself today, Carmelo, is a healer. Isn't that amazing how life and universe and God brings us these people again? No such thing as coincidences. Our relationship wasn't very good at the beginning. We, we were both tough. He was a very successful district manager in his own right. And I was brought in to help elevate the business even more. So there was a bit of a little bit of a battle when we first started to work together. And we were able to quickly within a few months, hone in on that, have the right type of conversations, and then be able to talk about our spirituality and how that grew. And he was the one that introduced me to this, to this Reiki master. He knew that I needed that intuitively. And I'm so grateful for him for that because man, did that help take off even more, even more of my gifts. And I knew that I was a healer myself based on the things that I was learning and studying. I knew that that was a gift that I had innately inside of me. We all do, but I was able to tap into it in a different way. So being there in California, yes, I worked very hard. I was traveling all over. The region was doing incredible. We were able to use our gifts, all of us, and, and continue to evolve and, and build the business and build those around us. All in the meanwhile, really honing in onto the spirituality of who I was. And as I said, you know, for Corey, that was, it was very difficult because it was a belief system that he does not have. And it was a belief system that I knew. So that back and forth battle was not good for us. And the relationship, instead of getting better as we had planned, actually got worse. I was finding myself and my light I know was getting brighter because of my connection and he was here, here in Maryland, he had stayed here, and he was trying to find himself as well. And I just couldn't help him. As much as I tried to do it in the ways that I wanted to, it wasn't his way, it wasn't what he needed. And as I said, when things get ugly, it's either fight or flight, right? I was getting really burnt out with work. I was really overwhelmed and I was very tired because it just, things had shifted. The company had shifted. The person after being in California for a year through the contract, they had gotten uh, a different supervisor. The company was going through changes. It was retail during that time. And retail, as we know, the brick and mortar business was dissipating very rapidly. Um, the malls weren't being shopped as much anymore. They still aren't because of everything going online. So being in a brick and mortar business was very, very tough. And we were trying to continue to drive the business. And again, the region was doing very well and we were doing the best in the company, but still things were struggling and I was just tired. And the commuting that I was doing and then the relationship going down the tubes, my personal relationship, it was just, it just felt like, gosh, this just isn't worth it. Yes, it's worth it to help the individual people. Yes, it's worth it to have people help them reach their potential. But the overall business was just draining. And when you, for me anyway, when I work for somebody that I don't believe in or trust, 
or don't trust the vision of what's to come next or the why I'm doing it, it's just not a good fit. And it drains me and it hurts me innately inside my soul, inside my physical body. And it would just, it just took a toll. So after being there for those two years, before uh, I was set to move back, they had asked me to stay longer. They wanted me to, to continue to, to be in California, but I knew that I needed to get back home. My daughter was going to be graduating from college that June. Um, I was set to come back that January. I needed to get back. And I wanted to fix my relationship so bad. But one weekend that I was home, things just got really, really, really ugly and really, really, really dark. And there was no coming back, unfortunately. Maybe in the future. During that time, there wasn't. So I definitely was moving home and I, you know, told my husband, I'm, I'm coming back. And because it was just the way it was, fight or flight, he decided to have flight and he left. So this thing that I was trying to create, this 3D box of this perfect life, so hard that I, I believed in so much there it went again. There that there's that belief system, right? That buried deep down emotion of not being good enough, not being able to have that that thing. And you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but back then I used to I used to always think that I would say to myself, I'm gonna think the worst because if the worst doesn't come, then I'll be okay. You ever do that? Where you're like, I'm just gonna think this is the worst case scenario. And if it's worst case scenario and that's what I think is going to happen, then, then, oh, well, then I just knew it was going to happen. But if something better happens, then great. That's not the way to think. <laughs> and we think about manifestations and man, did I learn that lesson? We create those scenarios in our life. So I ask you if, if you're one of those that acts that way or, or thinks that way, the way that I used to of, I'm just going to think the worst and, and hope for the best. I'm going to tell you guys that you'll get the worst. Worst will come because that's what you're manifesting. That's what you're putting out there. That's what your belief system says is supposed to be. Now, that being said, things do happen in divine order and things happen as they should in our lifetime for lessons, as I said. And that was a big lesson, right? I didn't learn them early on in my life. I have kept having to go through this and I kept not understanding who I was and how to correct some of the behaviors that I had based on my belief system. I was a driver and I thought that everybody needed to be a driver and I would push, 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 but not everybody needs that in the relationships, especially, right? So often we get into this and we see the potential in others and we want them to be so much of what we see instead of just loving who they are and knowing through that love, they will reach their own potential in their own way and in their own time. See, I was able to do that with my job and I was able to do that with work and I was able to do that with employees, but I wasn't, I wasn't doing that at home. And what a huge lesson and what a burden for that person. And then at the same token, 
not seeing me for who I was and me having to battle who I was and bury who I was truly inside as this metaphysical healer with psychic abilities, knowing that I could feel energies and, and knowing that that was my gift, knowing my connection to God and to source. When that person doesn't believe in that and buries that and you can't communicate that, man, that's not going to work. So I moved home and when it was time for me to move home, I knew that I could not stay where I was with work. And I would say over and over again, I just, I need a break. I need a break. I want a year off. I kept, I would say for the last year that I was in California, I would say that over and over and over again. I just need a break. I'm tired. I'm just tired. (laughs) I want, I just, I want a break. So as I said, retail was very, very tough. The the company had been going through so many transitions, uh, new leadership, uh, didn't really understand United States government's (laughs) regulations because it was a Canadian-based company. And this person was from Canada, um, California with all the rules and all the the extra stresses that were there. They weren't understanding lawfully. And so I was having to battle that. I was just done. And so when it was time for me to move home during that period, it was the beginning of a new fiscal year, the company was actually downsizing and they were eliminating positions and they were expanding certain territories and roles. So when I moved home, it was time. It was time for for that position to just be done and for me to leave the company. And it was a whole new reset in my life. Wow. That year off that I had been asking for and asking for and asking for I got a severance from that company from working so hard. And it was a beautiful ending because they they had this competition. It was called Club Elite. And it was this competition that I fought for every year. And it's the best of the best. And when you win Club Elite, that means that you were the best of the best. In our region, we finished number one in Club Elite. We, We were the number one region in the whole company. And I was able to leave knowing that we did good. We did very well. And so many were able to reach their potential. So that was incredible. And I was able to move home and take some time. So I moved back to Maryland. And very interestingly, where I live in in rural Maryland, there was really no metaphysical shops. I mean, Steffi was really hard to find and she wasn't even close to where I lived before me going to California. So when I moved back, I started to drive, it was maybe this little area, I mean, it's about two miles, three miles from my house or so, and I look up and there's this place called Lunar Bay, and it said Reiki and Crystal Healing, and so I'm like, what? When did this arrive? In Harford County, Maryland? Are you serious? No such thing as coincidences. So I go in because I want to see what this is about. And I had that connection and I knew that I had the spiritual teacher in California. I was able to uh, continue my communication with her. I also was introduced, Carmelo also introduced me to this amazing homeopath. Her name is Deborah Gangle. Highly recommend her. She is incredible. She is an incredible healer. She's helped me through so much. So I was able to keep my connection with her while I got here and I go into Lunar Bay and there was two women that were staying there as I walked in and I can't even explain the emotion that I felt when I walked into this space, this energy, it was just 
and Amber Poole walks up with this beautiful smile and introduces herself and Maria Wright comes up to me and introduces herself to me and Amber Poole happens to be a crystal Reiki master, a psychic medium. And Maria is an incredible yoga teacher, yoga nidra teacher. She does guided meditations and yoga nidra is a next level of meditation, if you will. Just incredible, soulful women. I was finding my tribe. And that's what happens. You find your tribe. So before I move on to the next part of this, because this is when it gets real juicy with my connection and my attunement, I just want to thank you again. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. I hope these messages are resonating. I hope these life lessons that I've had, you can connect with. I hope that you understand that everything that we go through is for reason and for healing and for ultimately, I want to say it again, for us to meet that light at the end of the tunnel, but to get there in joy, not through sorrow, to get there through the lessons that we're given every single day in this life and for the lessons that we're here to teach others through what we've gone through, for that connection for everybody to understand you are not in this alone. We are all here for the same purpose. The way we get there may be different, but if we can get there together and through love and through empathy and through understanding, how great would that feel? And that's our choice. That's our individual choice every single day. Again, I thank you so much for listening. I wish you all the very, very best. Thank you for allowing me to share my story with you. Thank you for allowing me to actually heal during these sessions with you, these sessions of truth, this, these sessions of sharing and of understanding and of connection. Until next time, please stay in your thoughts. Please pay attention to the lessons that are coming into your life. Find the good. Find the good that comes from those lessons. Move forward and stay with love. Because at the end of the day, that's that light at the end of the tunnel. Always with love.